Well, I am back from having our third baby just last week. And uh, if you were listening last week, you heard a repost of an old interview I did with Tim Challies. But we're back in the saddle. And in this episode, I want to do something I do maybe about once a year where I kind of show you some of the things I'm trying in my own personal productivity, uh, apps I'm using, different habits that I'm trying out, share those with you in the hopes that maybe they'll inspire some ideas or get you thinking about some different things you might try to make yourself more productive as well. So this one's a bit more self-indulgent, but I, I think that's appropriate the week after having a baby. All right, let's get into it. Well, welcome to the Redeeming Productivity Show. This is the podcast that helps Christians get more done and get it done like Christians. And I am your host, Reagan Rose. Well, like I mentioned, we just had our third. His name is Henry Gilbert, and he was born just one week ago today. So I'm recording this on a Monday. You'll be listening on a Tuesday. So he'll be, uh, I guess, eight days old when you listen to this. So obviously, Having a baby is uh, a bit of a hit to the productivity, <laughs> if you, uh, if I don't say so myself. Um, it's, it's disruptive. You know, you, you're you're not sleeping as much. Um, it definitely makes a dent in the morning routine. And uh, I've done, I think I did a podcast on this um, a few years ago when we had our first baby about what some of the strategies I did to try to stay productive having a baby in the house. Maybe I'll do some sort of reprise of that in the coming weeks as I sort of reorient myself back to my morning routine, trying to weather the storm of uh, all the disruption that having a new uh, little baby has for you. But in the meantime, um, instead of, you know, doing a deep dive on a, a theological topic or a specific aspect of productivity, I thought in this episode, I would just share with you some of the things I'm doing, some of the new apps I'm using, and yeah, this is just kind of a random episode of five things that I am currently trying, or we'll call it five personal productivity changes that I'm making in my own life. So maybe some of these will give you some ideas. We're going to begin with a couple of apps. So the first one is Notion. Now, if you've followed Redeeming Productivity for a while, you've heard me mention Notion before. Two of the most popular videos all time on my YouTube channel were videos I made on Notion back in 2019, I think. So I've used Notion for a long time, since sometime in 2019 when I first heard about it. But uh, mostly I've used it for work-related stuff. So if, if you're not familiar with it, Notion's sort of an all-in-one productivity app. It can do a lot of different stuff. You can manage a content calendar. You can manage projects like a Kanban board. You can make databases in there. It's it's pretty amazing. Some people just use it for a notes app and they just um, like Evernote, but it can do way more than that. So uh, recently, though, I was sort of getting fed up with using so many different apps and tools to try to track my goals in one place. I was doing a lot of daily stuff in a, in a paper bullet journal. Uh, I was tracking tasks using Things 3, which is one of my favorite just um, task management apps by itself. Things is is awesome. I've used it for years and I really like it. But I thought, you know, I would really like to consolidate things. And I knew from experience with Notion that you can do pretty much anything you want with it if you get creative enough. You can sort of design your own productivity system in there. And so I kind of committed myself back in, I think it was October, to 
building out something and trying to see, can I build my, my own productivity system based on the principles I teach in Redeeming Productivity? Can I put that into a Notion template that I could use for myself and then hopefully make available for other people who would want it as well? And so what I came up with and what I've been using for the past six months or so is something I call the Life Stewardship Operating System. And it's basically just a Notion template that allows me to track my domains of stewardship. So what are the areas I'm responsible for? What goals am I currently working on this year? I can track projects in there, their status, um, habits in there. I, I can use it as a daily planner. What else does I can do all my tasks management in there. So I can capture, you know, if someone asked me, my wife says, can you grab milk on the way home? Sure, I can throw that in there. I can put due dates on it. Basically, anything I would want with personal productivity is in there. And the one area I haven't totally migrated over yet is personal knowledge management. So basically, my all of my notes that I keep on books I've read, things like that. But that is possible in there. I just haven't moved it all over yet. So that that's the first big change I've made is I'm kind of all in on Notion right now, which is funny because I'm a little late to the party. Um, but I like it. So if you haven't tried Notion and you're like, you know, I just get... I get fed up that I can't put everything all in one place or that I'm always trying a new productivity software. Notion might be a, a good bet for you because one, it's free if you're just using a personal plan. And two, it's fully customizable. So you can build whatever you want. Um, right now, that that template that I made, I'm going to make that available eventually uh, for people. Right now, it's only available to people who are in our Redeeming Productivity Academy, but I plan to put it out there into the world in some or maybe, I don't know, sell it as a cheap thing or something at some point. So that Life Stewardship OS is coming, but uh, it's not yet available if you're listening to this right now. So Notion's the first app. Uh, the second one that I have really been digging lately is an app called Readwise Reader. So Readwise um, is one I've been using for a long time, and they've just expanded the features of it. So the original Readwise was basically a way to ingest any highlights you've made in Kindle books or if you were using something like Instapaper to make highlights and take notes on articles you've read. Um, any kind of read it later app could be fed into Readwise and then it would present you back a daily digest of some highlights from over the years. It was a great way to revisit uh, things that you thought were interesting. If there were quotes from books you wanted to save, uh, I've, I've used it for several years, really like it. Recently, though, they added a Read It Later app, so an alternative to something like Pocket or Instapaper or Feedly, where if there's an, an article that you wanted to not read now but not forget about it, you can save it into Readwise Reader. But what's great about it is, and, and better than any of the other options I've used, is it's just super fast. If you're using it on a computer, you can actually just use the keyboard to quickly scroll through the article, read it paragraph by paragraph. You can highlight directly from the computer. You can uh, take notes in there, but it does also work on um, Android and iOS devices. And currently it's in public beta. So I assume it's going to cost something at some point, um, maybe in addition to the Readwise subscription. I'm not sure what their plans are, but it is head and shoulders above any other Read It Later app I've used. Uh, a couple of the features that make it unique. It can, it can take a YouTube video. So say there's a YouTube video you want to watch like this one. You're like, I want to save that for later and maybe I'll take notes on it or something. You can save it into Readwise Reader and it 
brings in the whole transcript and it follows the transcript as you go. So you can actually highlight text within the transcript and save that into your highlights, um, which is really cool. You can put any newsletter you're subscribed to. You can either forward it there or sign up using a, a custom email address from within Readwise. You can sign up to blog RSS feeds, just like we used to like 10 years ago. I don't know why that ever fell out of fashion. But um, yeah, I really like it. Uh, big fan. Check it out, Readwise Reader. I do believe you can do the public beta for free right now, and it is a great Read It Later app. Highly recommend it. Okay, so th those are the two apps I wanted to talk about. Notion and Readwise Reader. Recommend those to you. Um, and then I'm going to talk to you next about three habits. One having to do with social media, one having to do with how I use my phone, and one having to do with how I plan my weeks. But before we do that, I'm going to take a quick break uh, for today's sponsor. Pornography is not a comfortable subject. But did you know that 7 out of 10 men and 1 out of 3 women in the church today are struggling with pornography? It's the secret sin that no one wants to talk about. If porn is impacting your life or the life of someone you know, there is hope. You can begin a life of accountability and a journey toward freedom today. We all need biblical accountability, and by walking that path, you can have peace of mind knowing you're not alone in the fight. And that's how Covenant Eyes works, through accountability. When you sign up, you will choose an ally who will receive your device reports and walk you toward a life of free from porn and the life that God desires for you. Try it free for 30 days by visiting CovenantEyes.com and entering the promo code ROSE at checkout. That's R-O-S-E. That's CovenantEyes.com, promo code ROSE, R-O-S-E, at checkout. Don't let shame keep you from the life God has for you. Take back your life, your marriage, and your relationships. Freedom and healing can begin today. All right, so let's talk a little more about some of these habits. Man, I am, <laughs> I have to apologize for this episode. I am so tired from this baby. <laughs> My mind is all over the place. So forgive me. If this is your first episode listening to the Redeeming Productivity Show, go listen to another one if you want a better uh, feel for it. Normally, my, my mind's a little more active than it is right now. Uh, but we will soldier on yeah, nonetheless. So number three. So if we've talked about two apps, we talked about Notion, which I'm using a lot more, really liking it. Readwise Reader, definitely check that out. And I want to talk to you about some habits. So one habit that I am changing is I am renegotiating my relationship with social media. Um, what I mean is I have, like many people, had a love-hate relationship with social media ever since it came out. I actually probably, I, I like to think I use social media less than the average person, but who knows? We probably all think that about ourselves. I, the only social media I really actually look at daily is Twitter. And I, because I, I like that you can just look at a feed of people you follow. It's not too algorithmically influenced until recent changes. But uh, even so, I find the actual consumption of social media to generally be more of a distraction than a help. There are helpful things on there. There's helpful things on Instagram, helpful things on Facebook, helpful, you know, obviously, even just in terms of staying in touch with people. Uh, social media can be good for that. But for the most part, it is a giant attention-sucking vortex aimed at destroying your life. 
There's a little bit of hyperbole in there, but maybe not much. The, the fact is, social media is just, it, it can often be a huge waste of time. And for me, I have batted around the idea of quitting social media probably a hundred times over the past several years. But the, the one thing that holds me back is that I do stuff on the internet. What I mean is I, I produce content for the internet. That's like my job. That's redeeming productivity is the full-time thing that I do. So trying to serve people with Christian resources on productivity, I, I want to go to where they are. So if people are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever, I want to send content out to those platforms to reach people with it, to help them. So the concept of just completely leaving social media while, while some people do it um, and still run online ministries, it does seem kind of counter to what I'm trying to accomplish. But one thing that hit me while I was actually in the hospital the, in the days after um, my son was just born is I, there's two sides to social media. There is the production, content production, and there's content consumption. And my, my focus uh, in terms of redeeming productivity is on content production. I want to, as Dustin Benj said when I had him on earlier or last year, I want to post truth. That's what I want to do. Not post truth like after truth. I, I want to post onto the platforms things that are true, things that honor God, things that are edifying, encouraging. That's what I want to focus on. But that doesn't mean I need to consume stuff on social media or not nearly as much. Do you see what I'm saying? You can be a person who uh, lurks on social media, never posts anything. That's probably 90% of users. Or you can be a person who posts a lot of things and consumes a lot of things. But what about this third category? What if you became someone who doesn't consume a lot of social media, but uses it purely as a broadcast mechanism to proclaim the glories of Christ? Or in my case, to try to point Christians towards um, practical ways to be better stewards of their lives for God's glory. And so decoupling those two from each other was sort of a breakthrough for me. So the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know, how do I consume less social media, but still use it to serve people? And it occurred to me that there may actually be a very easy way to do this. Unfollow everybody. <laughs> Unfollow everybody. And so that's actually what I did in this. I mean, I may live to regret this. I don't know. I did this at like 2 a.m. <laughs> on a, um, a string of uh, sleep deprived nights. But it just occurred to me that I, I'm not getting that much value out of well, the folks I'm following on social media. And that's not a knock on anybody. And by the way, if, if I did previously follow you on social media and now I'm not, you're not allowed to take that personally because I unfollowed everybody. So that was another thing, too. Um. I think that it makes sense, at least in my case, and I'm not saying anybody has to do this, but if you're in a similar boat to me where you're like, I like to use social media to serve people, but I'm just consuming too much, this is one option. So I've done other things in the past too, and I haven't changed that. I um, do not keep the apps for social media on my phone. I haven't done that for, I don't know, probably probably years now, where I just don't have the apps on my phone, so I'm not using them every time I um, have a free moment. So how am I going to continue to use it? Well, I've always um, just scheduled things on social media anyway. What I mean is uh, the content that I put out through Redeeming Productivity 
I use an app called Hype Fury that schedules my Twitter stuff, most of the things I do, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. That's all pre-scheduled. Um, I'm not actually logging in even to the apps to post things currently. Um, I also use another app called Later, if you're curious, which is more Instagram-focused. I do um, the reels and things like that get posted that way. So not using the social media apps for consumption is not that big of a um, hindrance to what I'm doing. So we'll see. Maybe I'll change. It is a little bit of a drastic measure unfollowing everybody because I don't, I, if I want to unfollow everyone back, I don't remember everyone I was following. But uh, so far, I'm liking it. I'm using it less. I have a lot more of my attention focused on my family, which is what I want, especially right now. We have a new baby in the house. Um, and I, I am hopeful that this will be a strategy that's going to help me be less of a social media user and more of a social media utilizer. Hmm, that's a good distinction. All right, let's move on to the next one. So uh, talked about my new relationship with social media. Now I want to talk about a rule for phone usage. So several months back, not that long ago, I did a two-part series on like reframing your relationship with your phone specifically. How do you not be addicted to it, right? Um, smartphone addiction is huge. I'm, I'm actually planning to do a little email challenge type thing later this year to help people go through some steps to, to sort of break the cycle of smartphone addiction um, from a biblical framework. So keep your eyes peeled for that. But I wrote an article way back in 2018, and it was called something like sheathing the double-edged sword. And it was about this whole issue of your smartphone can help you be productive, but it can also distract you. How do you, you know, leverage it being more productive and lessen it distraction capabilities. And one of the rules I shared way back in that article was at the time I had what I called my phone cupboard. And this was back when we lived in an RV. Yes, we lived, my wife and I lived in an RV for four years. There's an episode about that way back um, in the early episodes of the podcast, if you're curious about that story. But we had a little cupboard in there. And when I would get home from work, I would put my phone in my phone cupboard and I'd shut it. And there was a charger. I'd run a little wire through there. Why did I do that? Why would you need your phone at home? That's, that's the thing that, that got me. Most of the time when you're using your phone, when you're at your house, it's not, it's for entertainment, right? And you're just distracted. You're, you're, you don't need to be super reachable when you're home. And even when you are, you can leave the phone on the audio up on it. And if someone calls you or texts you, you can hear it in your little phone cupboard. And you can go and open it up and, and see what someone said. But for the most part, you don't need your phone when you're at your house. It doesn't need to be in your pocket. But we're so addicted to them that we just carry them everywhere. So I've gone back to this phone cupboard thing. I put a charging thing by the door out to the garage, and I turn my phone completely off, and it's plugged in there. So to augment this and why I have the phone completely off is I have had an Apple Watch for, I don't know, since like 2019. So it's an older one, Series 4. It's kind of scratched up if you're watching on YouTube. But it works. And I put service back on it for 10 bucks a month. And I can take my phone calls. I can listen to my audiobooks. I can listen to my podcasts. I can text people. I can do like all of the productivity stuff. I can quick capture notes into drafts on there if I want to. All the productivity stuff I need when I'm actually at home or even when I'm out and about can be done through my watch. So 
the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I just don't need to be worrying about having my my phone with me all the time. And so I've been doing that. And man, it's a lot of the same benefits I described when I talked about that that month where I went without a smartphone at all. I'm getting all of those same benefits right now, but I'm still reachable. Uh, I still have the phone for when I do go out of the house. I just grab it, turn it on, take it in the car with me. I really like this. So this is an option for you. I guess there's sort of two parts to that. Anyone can do the phone cupboard thing. Just resolve to put your phone by the door and just not use it. Treat it almost like we used to when we had like a house phone. Maybe some of you do still do have a landline to your house. But, you know, when I was a kid, we had a landline to the house and you would, and if there was a phone call, you went to the phone and got it. We can still do that today with our phones. We don't have to have them in our pocket all the time. So that's part one. But if you want to get fancy, if you already have an Apple Watch, um, or if that if you're looking for an excuse to buy one, it is a nice benefit is you can just go for a walk without bringing your phone. You can drive around. You don't need your phone. You could you could turn your phone off for weeks and still be reachable and contactable through the Apple Watch. So that's what I'm doing. All right. Let's talk about the fifth and final sort of new personal productivity change that I'm making in my own life. And uh, hopefully maybe this will spark some ideas for you as well. So I just finished the book Tranquility by Tuesday by Laura Vanderkam. It's a pretty good book. She is sort of a time management expert. She teaches on the subject of planning and time management. And her latest book consists of, I think it's nine rules. And it's things like move before 3 p.m., three three times a week is a habit. A lot of different things like that. Very simple sort of principular productivity uh, rules that you can apply. And then each chapter sort of shows you how you can apply them to your life. And it's really good. It's a great read. Um, a lot of great suggestion there that I plan on applying. But one of them that stood out to me that I really liked was, I think it was either the last one or second to last, was um, planning on Fridays. Now, that's the was the name of the rule, and I already do plan on Fridays. I do my weekly review on Friday, and that's the time when I look back at the week and plan for the coming Monday and the week beyond. But there was something in there she talked about that stuck out to me that I'd never done before. And so she said every Friday, she plans for the coming week and the weekend after. So do you get that? So if it's Friday, what I was a lot of times doing on my planning day was trying to figure out something for Saturday and Sunday, which was like the next day. She was saying on your Friday, plan for Monday through Sunday of the following week. Why? Because it forces you to plan your weekends. And this is something that I want to be a lot better with with my family is planning fun things to do on the weekend, having an idea of what Saturday is going to look like instead of, you know, arriving at, at Friday evening and being like, so what are we doing? Let's just veg out. We're tired. Why not instead, if you're planning far enough in advance, say, we're going to go to this thing. We're going to do ice skating. We're going to um, go to the park this day and actually put it on the calendar so it's an event that you can look forward to and something you'll actually do. So the big takeaway for me is I want to start planning my weekends better so that our family is doing a little bit more adventures and things like that uh, instead of just always being stuck in the day-to-day routine. So that was the that was a big takeaway for me, planning my weekends in advance. So those are the, the five personal productivity changes I'm making. Uh, just a quick recap, Notion for everything right now, Readwise Reader for Read It Later, 
I'm renegotiating my relationship with social media by unfollowing everybody and just mostly using it to broadcast uh, things to serve folks. No phone in the house, using Apple Watch primarily as my uh, phone device. And number five is planning my weekends well in advance so I can have more time to do things with the family. And that is all for this week's episode. Again, it's a little bit of a self-indulgent one, but uh, thank you for indulging me in listening in. Hopefully something in here sparked an idea, gave you a suggestion, something you might try. I'd be curious about your guys' uh, thoughts on this. You can always send me an email at reagan at redeemingproductivity.com, and I read all of those. So if you have suggestions, things that you've tried in your life, neat little tricks to be a little bit more productive, neat ways to you're reading the Bible more or getting more into God's word, or just saving time and using it more wisely, please send those over. I'm always looking to tweak those things and pass them on to others as well. Well, thanks for listening. I will be here again next week, hopefully a little bit more well-rested. And until then, remember this, in whatever you do, do it well and do it all to the glory of God. 